2: Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Dennis Michelson, and Laurie Monroe from racetalkradio.com. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, from the David Hobbs Honda Studios, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda. And joining us in studio, of course, is Tony DeZino from NBC Sports Network. Thank you for uh, joining us. Yeah, of course. And it's our IndyCar wrap-up segment. It's actually probably be two segments, but uh, of course, the last race was the GoPro Grand Prix of Sonoma, won by Simon Pagenaud, but. He won the battle, but the war went to Joseph Newgarden, who won the championship.
3: Indeed, and we haven't had a race in IndyCar where the guy that won the race did not win the championship as well since 2014. Tony Kanaan won at Fontana, and Will Power won the championship. But Dixon and Pagano, the last two years won Sonoma and won the championship. So Pagano did a really good strategic run, did four stops instead of three, and that was the only thing that made the race interesting, unfortunately. It was not... Sonoma is excellent. I think the reason they call it wine country is because you booze up and you sleep for the one the race actually <laughs> it happens. Was, uh, unfortunately, sadly, it was not not IndyCar's best showcase, but uh,
2: unfortunately, it was on TV two at the Zotke household that weekend. Oh, uh, football was on on, on uh f- Television number one.
3: Well, that wasn't that wasn't pretty either with how the Packers no, played. But no, um, not, not that game. Yeah, but uh, unfortunate for Pagano because he had a he drove a great race, had a great strategy, and it was good to see him finally have an awesome win. Unfortunately, it comes in the backdrop for him, but great for the series. Joseph Newgard, the IndyCar champion, and uh, a good one at that, very deserved after a season of dominance and of rallying as a uh, kind of overcoming a couple. Couple of mistakes, getting better as we we go on. So I'm sure we'll have more to touch on on that. But uh, four wins, finished second. Had a poll in the last race, which was his first poll of the season. Incidentally, his first poll since he won it here, his first career poll in Milwaukee in the same day race where they qualified and raced on the same day. So we Ooh, never actually got to never actually death. got to celebrate that poll because it wasn't on the morning papers. Because you know it's like, hey, two o'clock, I'm on the pole. Oh crap, we're racing in two right. hours. So.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Now, so, when you were in Sebring, or if you weren't in Sebring, when they were testing in Sebring, were you in Sebring? I was not in Sebring. But well, when they were testing, were you, were you thinking New Garden can win the championship?
3: Uh, they tested in Phoenix. I or was Phoenix. at I was at that test because it helps okay, when you have family. Phoenix, so. Helps when you have family connections out there. Um, of course, many of our our listeners. Uh, that that's true. They have a good Mexican restaurant though nearby.
2: Yes, I've, yes, I've eaten there.
3: There's like two good places yes. to eat and see. Bring in the Mexican restaurant. There's a one good.
2: Of them. Uh, there's like a good like steak place.
3: Uh, yes. Yeah. There's on there's the, an Outback Steakhouse in the Mexican joint. There well, are, we, those no, are not
2: the Outback. It's uh, it's kind oh, of a white know, on the, building you know, with uh, columns. Oh gosh. I, 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 I think did, it. Yeah. I ate there were George Fulmer. Name I, driver. It, e,
3: either islands or in on the lakes. I think it's one of those. Yeah. Um, regardless, yeah. When did I think Joseph Newgarden could be a championship contender? No, really. <laughs> I I thought I thought it's there's so much he had to adapt to. He moved cities, he moved teams. He's up against three of the best drivers in the series, guys who have Indy 500 wins and championships. He's got Montoya coming in to wring their neck, and you got to beat Scott Dixon, and you got to beat Hunter Ray. You got to do all these things. With, you know, you've got a new strategist. There's just all these components, and so rarely do they all mesh that you get above all those things. To be honest, I thought he'd win two or three races, probably finish top three or four in the championship, but I did not think he'd win. I will give the you my
2: reasons why I thought he was going to win a championship. And I'm an I, and
3: people have accused me of being a Joseph Newgarden fanboy, and I will rock that accusation to you know because <laughs> I mean I was I've I met him in Indy Lights. I'm going to take credit for you know following him before most people caught on. But uh, to be honest, I didn't think he was going to be the one to win it at the start of the year.
2: You know the okay. Speaking of Indy Lights, uh, when he won at Indy in Indy Lights,
3: Freedom. Yep,
2: the Freedom. He was in that, and we you, were you at that press conference. I was. I was thinking. This kid's the next superstar. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, he. It just there so was just that moment, nat, and I thought that was the he. He has this is okay. You have to take me serious, uh, moment when you not because he won the race, but the whole package, everything, the support from his family, uh, uh, the way he presented himself. I mean, he was a sponsor's dream the American kid from you know from Tennessee I mean it's perfect you know I just I thought he was the the cats meow but the reason why I thought he could win the championship was number one because Penske would give him the tools to win the championship thinking back to Rick Mears. because I remember I'm a Bobby Unzer fan we're gonna go on a little bit of the wayback machine. I'm a Bobby There's a shock. shock. <laughs> and his his first year with Penske was in 79. And I'm thinking, oh, this is fantastic. He is going to kick butt because he had a s- subpar year with Gurney before with an older car, and then a year with Fletcher. That was just god-awful Bob Fletcher. He won a couple races in 76, but I'm thinking 79. He's with Penske. He's going to kick butt. They got a new car, and uh, I'm thinking, Rick Mears. Kid's good, but he's got a couple of years going. Bobby's gonna run circles around him, and it was actually Rick Mears who won the championship in his first full year with Penske, and that's one of the reasons why I thought New Garden could because they would uh, Penske would give him a a, a path to succeed, and I, I just thought with Elio, great driver in that, but I thought he's he's on the backside. Willpower is good, but. Willpower. Just he just he, he. A couple times during the year, you're you. He does those head scratching moments where you go, "Why did he do that?" And I thought Spagnuolo is going to be the guy who's he's going to have to beat. But when push comes to shove, it's going to be Newgarden Garden will, will make that move, and we saw that move literally at Gateway. Mm-hmm. Didn't we?
3: Joseph willed himself to this year's championship. Um, and it and it comes from, of course, not just not just that. Gateway moment, the mid Ohio moment, where he did to Will, he got inside all of his teammates' heads, and I don't think anyone will, one of them will actually admit it. But Pajon was rattled. I mean, he was just—he had no idea that he's just like, oh, I'm expecting you to be so great. No, I'm not. I'm not gracious. I'm gonna go make barge through, make that move. So, um, I think they learned a lot about the inner animal that he could unleash within that team, and the team gave him the team gave him the resources. But I just thought, given how. Deep the IndyCar field is to be able to win your championship first year out, you know, with all these new components that speaks volumes of, of what he was able to do.
2: And the, the the domination of Penske, uh, finishing first, second, uh, fourth, fourth and fifth, fifth. Yep. with Scott Dixon. If you had to pick somebody to kind of split them up, it, every I think most of the paddock would pick if not 99% would pick Dixon to do that and it just in, in a really, year
3: in a year where the Honda's really had no business being as high yeah. as they were Dixon was easily just I don't know how many more superlatives you can say for the guy. I mean it we could do a whole show on the greatness of Scott Dixon and you know I, it's, a, it's a, it, it and if, it's a, if
2: if you have a pool yeah fantasy pool or real pool whatever what you put all the IndyCar drivers in the pool and you, you but some you of have, their wives and you know, the like polls, a fantasy yeah. thing. <laughs> I think the first pick is, is Dixon. Oh the without question. the only other guy might be Newgarden just because of the future, because mm-hmm. of the age difference. But I think if you if, if you want a guy who's gonna get the most out of his card, Scott Dixon, hands down.
3: Oh, without question. I, I, I think, you know, I think he's even as great as he is still underappreciated. I think he's the driver of our generation. Um but I think New Garden has the potential, you know, with five, six more years. Got to get an 8500 500 win. He's never been that great at the speedway. I think that's kind of the next frontier he'll have to conquer. Although Penske weirdly was off
2: all this year at the at the yeah. month of May. It was very strange. It was, and so. with Andretti, I mean, and it's 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 going to be interesting this coming year. With the new package.
3: Huge. It's going it to be a really, fun, yeah. fun it, off season. It should really so.
2: be. And then plus, uh, we were talking before the show a little bit, you know, with uh, Ganassi going down from four to two cars. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of free agents out there. And I was saying, you know, if I'm Foyt or some of these other teams, those guys are getting phone calls now. I don't think they're going to be out out of work very long. Yeah,
3: there's. it's expected a number of the Ganassi guys will follow Tony Kanaan to Foyt. Uh, mm-hmm. I could – I would assume once the Carlin thing gets launched that there would be guys going to that too, Max Chilton's group. So, um, a lot of movement, um, a lot of driver movement, a lot of career movement, of course, a lot of, a lot of car movement with everyone switching over to the the common kit next year. Which well, is let's, let's
2: talk more about that in the next segment yep. coming up here. We're talking to Tony Zeno here in studio from NBC sports. Uh, and, uh, I got a complaint, Tony. Though I printed, you know, I do show notes and whatnot. I printed up the Verizon IndyCar Series, Arnie, if you're listening, or or Kitch, somebody. I printed up the 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 point standings, and and they have all the results. On um, they have, you know, they go, you know, it goes all the way through Long Beach, Phoenix, you know, all the way through. And I'm looking, I'm going, wait a second, what? They got the points on there. Not the finishing position. Mm. Arnie, that, actually, <laughs> that doesn't help uh. you. I'm trying to do a show here. Joseph Newgard, yeah, Texas. He finished 18th. No, no, wait, no. He got 18 points. He finished 41st <laughs> at Road America. What? Wait. I, come oh. on. We don't uh, care. We, you can put the points total at the end. That's fine and everything.
3: Uh, Ar- Arnie and I have uh, we, we love to poke fun at each other for our respective levels of nerddom. And I think uh, that you know I uh, I make no apologies for for my nerddom. I keep my own Excel spreadsheets with the finishing positions just so that I can pull all these random you know information. Oh, see, I guess I'm gonna have to
2: have you. Email so, email so you're also. saying he took the lead with this one,
3: huh? So I'm, I'm uh, I, I appreciate the points turnout, but I have the points turnout alongside the He's- results. Turnout, just so I know what Royal surrey has speak. got
2: two top 10 finishes here. <laughs> yeah, a 10th and a or two top 12 with a 10th and 11th. But all right, that's my uh,
3: I think that's the cue to go to the next segment.
2: Next segment, thank you for listening. We'll be back. You're listening to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Freeway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. Hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. we to you by David Strago and David Hobbs-Honda. Joining us in the studio, of course, is Tony DeZino from the NBCSports.com. Uh, what's the latest at NBC Sports?
3: So it's uh, we're into that glorious post- IndyCar season, start rapping, do silly season, do reviews, all that stuff. So basically- they'll will doing your driver rating again? Yeah, yeah. Driver reviews, that's always fun. No, so. do you
2: take bribes for that or- No. Or at least dinners? Chipotle you know? and or beer usually works. That's all it takes? I thought it would be like St. Elmo's. I mean, you got to-
3: i need to live in India. You know, if I'm that, Tony
2: Kanan and I want to go from 8th uh, I, I can t- I can tell you if
3: I do a top, top 10 rating, TK's not in it this year. He's had a he had a brutal year when you actually look at the stats. What if
2: he takes you to St. Elmo's? He might make it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to That's what I like to do. I,
3: I don't know. I mean, I think this is a, I
2: know. I know I, I'm thinking of two other guys that write for the series, and I know they would definitely take a bribe, so I won't name them, <laughs> but uh, I think— God. nah no nah, Tony it's a, knows who I'm talking
3: about uh I, I can neither confirm nor deny who you may be talking about <laughs> I can uh,
2: barely write my own name and I'll take a bribe anytime you want <laughs> no
3: nah. um so yeah October's kind of a f1 season starts winding down you got a couple back-to-back races but they're in the middle of the night the Malaysian GP this weekend Japan after that and then uh the Austin us races in a few weeks so October Are you is going I will actually be there for Ooh, that, you so. get
2: the uh the the swiping uh, credential thing or
3: it's a pain it is like, it, you know, people, it, the first time you have it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. You get to scan okay, in yeah. and out of
2: it. So we we, we, we got to explain this to Jeff or oh, I mean, right. to the listener. Uh, right. So know.
3: there is, in most races you go to, if you get credentials, you know, there's the cold pass, hot pass for a NASCAR race, IndyCar. There's, you know, Steve and I both have hard cards, which means we can kind of, you know, go into teams, go into Honda for, you know, hospitality, what have you. It's kind of a carte blanche, all access pass. And, you know, really your only issue you have to deal with is the L- Hello shirts at, at IMS. Right. In Formula One races, they give you a scanned pass where you have to swipe it in and out every time you go in and out of any access point on on the track. And if your credential only has access to certain points, you can't go to other points. So it just
2: goes ding, ding, ding or whatever. It so does. it's and like you're there's a. are standing there like an idiot, so, swiping at a so bunch so of times. And be the, in the, here. There's,
3: there's two dings. You know, it's like the boo doo doo. If it's good, <laughs> and then there's. Ah,
2: ah, ah, and they're just like, you know, it's.
3: Every October, that haunts me for like a week. Yeah, you know, just like you know, you've got this sound, and you can't you can't stop the sound, and it's just so yeah. The 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 upsides of F one is its own credentials, and the downside is its own credentials. But hey, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity, and it's always one that I, I relish. You know, being the and digital arm of our TV it, production that weekend. If,
2: if you're in in racing, the um, you know NASCAR is kind of its own world with how they do garages and whatnot and indycar and imsa and there's all scca and there's all sorts of stuff but f1 is just beyond that it is just <laughs> i, I rock could... and roll the emmys everything just all in one it is just wild it's yeah Indy- that,
3: that red carpet that jeff mentioned at the at the start of the program you know i actually I, that's my carry-on bag and you know i bring that to austin so that you know i can be worthy of entrance there and, and so jeff
2: Think of the prettiest girl you've ever seen at Summerfest. Okay, wouldn't even hold a candle to the women in an F one paddock. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure these are these are women that you just you almost lose your breath. They're so beautiful.
1: You got plans this weekend? Let's
3: go to
2: Malaysia.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sunglasses are a nice thing to have they don't on canyon Austin a weekend, Malaysia, do they? Pardon?
2: They don't in Malaysia. Is that where they do the oh. canyon?
3: No, but there was, oh, gosh, I forget <laughs> if it was M- Malaysia or Australia. There was one of the goofiest F1 stories in recent years. It was like, you know, these Aussie fans were partying and they took they stripped oh, down yeah, to their yeah, boxers yeah, yes. and yeah. or something. I don't know if they were trying to impress Malaysians or the, whatever it was. It was one of the one of the, you know. I, I remember my Luke, our European colleague who writes for the site, had it was an AP story came into the back and it's just like Aussie fans stripped down to skimpy boxers and he's just like I'm running this with the headline as is. You know, I'm like go. for for it, brother i have no I, I yeah so i don't know so that that is uh that is october on on the uh, on the website
2: it should be it should be a lot of fun oh we actually gotta got get back to silly season here for indy cars and we'll just just follow the points down here jeff gordon of course will be returning to penske as will simon <gasps> Paginal. <laughs> well that's
3: what we're calling joseph now jeff gordon jeff gordon, All I it, said. Jeff gordon. you sure did brother <laughs> wow well, no, it's funny. It's, you me- it's it's funny you mentioned that because somebody actually in a press conference at Sonoma called really? Joseph Newgarden Jeff. He's just like Jeff. Are you, well, are you, you going to win I'm your not, first championship this I, weekend? Gonna, and Joseph's like, yes, I'm Jeff now.
2: <laughs> yes, I, 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 I do wear reading glasses. And hey, you know what? It does say Joseph Newgarden here. I should actually use these things. That damn Joseph F at the Newgarden, end of the end of Simon the spelling. Passion. If he
3: spelled it ph like an American, you know. So. Hello. <laughs>
2: All right, Jeff uh, and Scott Dixon we will be back at um it's gonna see Helio <laughs> Castro Nieves <laughs> or I don't know I John don't call him Helio Helio <laughs>
3: Helium um boy what a what a saga it's what, a, what, cars. what a what a freaking right? saga it's sports cars I mean, and they threw the bone out at at the Sonoma weekend try, I don't know if it was a, a he plot runs indie. Yeah he runs Indy but it's like they I I, I can't uh, you know and, and a colleague another website of mine former former direct colleague David Malsher he and I we used to work together at Racer Mag and now he writes for motorsport.com does some great work over there so I can't imagine though that he'd publish something that would be that far off if they actually told him we're, we're still considering the fourth car an car. but I was like Eh, you can't really put that out there. Right. It's just, I don't know. At, at the end of Sonoma, Elio went through and said thanks to everyone and, you know, just, you know, it was a stopped short of hugging everybody. Right. But it was, you know, it was the end without it being the end. And I think it's, uh, we, we were kind of, I know I said at the time, I was like, hey, you know, there's still a shot for it. But I think the fact he didn't win the championship pretty much put pause to that.
2: Right. Willpower. Back Power's back. the same. Yep. yep. Graham Hall. if I'm Graham Hall, I'm really excited about next year.
3: I don't know if I am. No. No, because uh, Graham is in a very fascinating situation next year because he's been killing it the last three years with that Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan team, one car, but they have nailed the Honda setup on this Honda Aero Kit better than any other Honda team does. That advantage they've had and built up goes away now when they go to the new car. Plus, he's got a teammate now in Takuma Sato. That's good. And eh, is it? I I mean, Graham's teammates wanted one. Graham's teammates have been guys that he can beat. James Jakes is a guy he can beat, and he almost... Didn't beat him, I think, in that year's championship. Right. We're only beat him by like and, one spot. And you know. Oriole is
2: a really good teammate. Orioles a really good, set good
3: teammate, up right? He's a good setup guy. With Taku, you're going to get a guy who's fast, who's probably going to out qualify him more often than not. But is he going to out race him? I don't know. That's going to be Graham. Graham's 2018 is one of the one of the early things that I can't wait to see how it shapes hmm. up because I have no idea how if it's going to carry over. If he can if he can maintain what he's done the last three years, then that'll that'll speak volumes.
2: And then Alejandro Orasi.
3: Yeah, AR's all set at and Andretti. They've um man, that whole team is all set. And I think we're gonna run through the the next few guys in a second, but him, Hunter Ray, Marco Andretti, King of the twelfth place and and, uh, Zach and Zach Veach. Uh what number are they gonna Zach will be twenty six.
2: He should change it up a
3: little bit. Zach will be 26. That is a, and I, I had a long chat with him at Sonoma. That's a really good number for him. He won his first races in Indy Lights with that, that. With true, Andretti. Yes. Um, he started with Andretti. Uh, he's, yeah, he's coming home. Uh, he's got a big sponsor with uh, an insurance company out of Indianapolis called Group 1001. And how do I put this delicately? He's got a really big learning curve ahead of him. Yeah. And I think he will benefit from having lower expectations. at the outside great teammate great kid worked his tail off big perseverance but he's got a you know both a metaphorical and a literal mountain to climb to to make his way up the order
2: tony canaan
3: we're going to Foyt, hadn't been announced. Uh, it's where careers go to die. TK, though, I mean, if AJ only cares about the 500, then he's got his guy because TK is still good as ever at the 500, good as ever on ovals. Problem this year, though, he was third in oval points. He was 16th and 18th in Roden Street course points. Mm-hmm. So he was I, but really. I think
2: part of that was he was trying too hard.
3: Could be. Yeah. Uh, he didn't He didn't acclimate to the kit as well as, as other guys. That whole team really struggled this year, and TK was not the level of excellence he was the three years previous. Uh, Max Schulten. Expected to start Carlin. Max, I think, was one of the more improved drivers this year, not the most improved. Uh, he did really well in Indy, both in the 500 and the Grand Prix. Moved up to number Very... one in the wife department. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got married. Um, Chloe's a fantastic just really really those those two are really sweet down to earth i'll tell you what i'm
2: I'm at a restaurant in indianapolis and she got more looks than he did so
3: they're 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 a really charming funny couple when you get to know them i think they come off a bit aloof because they're you Mm -hmm. know these you know the lovely brits who are coming over they haven't moved here and i think people are you know maybe jealous but but honestly they're they're two of the cooler people once you get to know them hinchcliffe boy that's a that's a frustrating one Hinch wanted to Hinch I think wanted to play the field a little bit but right. he kind of has been slow played by Schmidt Peterson to where he's kind of in a yeah. spot where he's got nowhere else to go and now, and he's now gonna lose his who's uh, engineer Alan McDonald yeah. I've heard there's other layoffs possibly in the works there and which would be unfortunate for that team uh, he's in a uh, I mean he Can be a team leader, but I don't know if he has that consistent over the course of the season level because he's got speed at times, he's got results at times, but he rarely seems to have them both at the
2: same time. That's I like that. I have to agree with you. First question, Mark Ed Jones.
3: Ed will almost certainly be back with Coyne next year in their second car. And we're talking, we're sitting here on the last day of September, and Dale Coyne might have both his drivers done. Okay. What parallel world is this when this Dale is... Coyne has two drivers and the same two drivers back for another year? Um, not done yet, but he wants to be back. Team wants to have him back. He'll be good to go. Uh,
2: my first nomination of, uh, well, behind Elio, he'll be in the 500, but I don't think about... I don't think. I think
3: his full season opportunities are shot. J. R. I think his full season. It's it's a shame. J.R. was uh was excellent uh at at the short ovals this year, but a lot of that was a really good baseline setup mm-hmm. that they carried over when he and his engineer Justin Taylor tried new setups. It didn't work. And you can't blame him for trying. I mean, the two are basically a Mensa pair together. I mean, JR was, you know, deferred enrollment to MIT's and a junk professor at Stanford. And Justin Taylor was engineering space rocket ships in Audi's LMP1 cars. He's going back to sports cars. Um, I believe it'll be with the Mazda team, but I'm not sure if that's been announced yet. Uh, unfortunate for JR, but still decently good at the 500.
2: Carlos Munoz
3: another one where I'm not sure if he's gonna be back next year. Carlos seemed to have peaked at Andretti. He didn't between him and Connor, I think Carlos had a little bit better specific qualifying pace, but I think Connor has more wow moments at his disposal. I also think Connor is someone that's easier for the sponsor to relate to than than Carlos is. That's no knock on a guy. He's still, he's another one that's really good at Indy. I thought it, to be honest with you, I thought his drive to 10th at the 500 this year was probably a result, probably 10 or 12 spots higher than that car deserved to be.
2: Charlie Kimball.
3: Weird one. uh, Long has been linked to Carlin. I've heard him linked to one or two. Carlin again. Oh. I, I've yeah. Carl Long's coming to IndyCar. You heard it here first. Uh, you know, after the NASCAR penalties, um, Charlie's had a, a back and forth with his sponsor trying to get that locked in for another year. Novo Nordisk and him have actually they've actually been good ambassadors for the team in the series. I think they're I think they were a little bit misunderstood with with kind of how hard they raced because they rubbed people the wrong way because of how. You know, Charlie was a guy I think people thought would be a 16th, 18th place guy, and was like ninth or 10th. But he fell back in the points this year through a mix of incidents and bad luck.
2: Sebastian Bourdais will be back. Bourdais full-time. will be back. Yep, full time. Ed Carpenter on uh, ovals. Yep. Uh, good news for Spencer Piggott fans, he'll be back full-time next Piggott's year.
3: Piggott's a guy that should make a pretty big quantum leap next year. He was good in the Indy Lights car, the Indy car. The new one is very similar to that, and he's going to have a full offseason of testing. He's
2: a shoo for most improved driver, don't
3: you think? What, what did he end in points this year, 20th, 21st, something uh, like that? Uh, 20th, yeah. He sh- he could very easily jump to the top 12, outside shot, top 10 in points next year. I think he can, I think he can be a podium guy and win his first race.
2: And then uh our favorite Russian, Mikhail. Leloshin. He's done. Done. Um Gabby Chavez.
3: Expected full time with Harding racing. Whether that actually um develops beyond Mike Harding just saying it, I don't know, but it's it's high ninety percentage. Montoyo's done. I think he's done. I don't know if he's I honestly don't know if he'll get another five hundred shot. If they only run four instead of five. So We'll see where that shakes out on engines. That's something I need to chase up. Jack Harvey? he, I would give him probably an 80% chance of having some races, but whether that's a full season deal or just a selected races, I think it's more likely it's selected rather than full time. He, he's been working a deal with AutoNation. He's uh, got, gotten close to them. He has a... Look it up on YouTube. It's a kind of funny, quirky ad he is where he's a singing race car driver in a car, and it doesn't even identify him as a race car driver. It's just he's in this goofy fire suit. So Jack's a good kid, got a lot of talent. Um, he was okay in his couple races this year. Didn't really have the best circumstances. Was
2: disappointing him. stat for me for IndyCar Racing 2017. Final points have 37 drivers.
3: Why is that disappointing?
2: Well, there's 33 of them at Indy. So you got four extra drivers. I I, I also think there should be a few other I mean give some kids some
3: there guys. were there were there were more one offs this year than than in past years. I mean I think if you look at the fact that only Zachary
2: Clayman you know, uh DeMello.
3: He's someone oh, he's a wild card. That dude <laughs> that dude is he's nineteen years old. He sounds like a seventy year old chain smoker. And yet, he's got just the raw speed that very few other guys in Indy Lights have. Like, he more than held his own at, at Sonoma. He was very impressive given the circumstances. Is there a
2: sober driver who's interested? Um, uh, Felipe Nasser, but yeah. I think
3: he's more likely for sports cars.
2: And Brain Fart, the guy from last year, from Florida, who looked real good last year. Him and his
3: oh, father. oh, RC Enerson. RC Enerson,
2: what? The kid looks so good. RC boy,
3: to, uh, it is a crime that RC is not in a seat full time next year. As it stands, he had one potential option. I'm not sure if it's still on the table. I'd need to follow up on that. Uh, he had a really, really impressive debut last year, but he had a difficult time trying to stay. He was, he was at enough races where if you knew he was there, he was there because he did some two-seater stuff. He mm-hmm. did some pace car stuff. Um, he did the Rolex 24 this year. But um, RC doesn't make himself as visible as he probably could compared to other guys, and that... I think inadvertently hurts him because I think I think on talent he's there, but and that's his, why his I'll abilities, give yeah.
2: Zach Veach, real credit. Yeah. Because even when he was without a ride, he was always I remember when he had to think with his wrist, I saw him at Milwaukee. Sure. Said hi to him. I and said, Yeah, you know, great to see you out here. That's what you need. I think RC
3: is more natural talent than Veach, but I think Zach has really shown the persistence that mm-hmm. RC might not have through not really any fault of his own.
2: And you see that, you see that in other series, you see that in USAC. Where I mean there's a lot of unfortunately that's part of the job nowadays is the, the schmoozing.
3: Yeah. And and the the thing the thing what's what's really cool about the Andersons is is they have, you know, a really incredible product in the the Lucas Oil School of Racing. You know, mm-hmm. the RC's a coach for that and driving instructor and, and you know the you know, his dad is the, the guy who founded it. Um and, and that's a really excellent program to teach, you know, the racing basics, especially with Skip Barber going away. That's that's a big thing now. So it, it why why indycar teams haven't dug further into making that an opportunity for them is beyond me other than they just either don't know the kid well enough or mm-hmm. they just don't want to take a risk on a rookie which i think is more more the situation
2: well, tony we certainly appreciate you coming in and uh a lot of fun talking indycar with you and of course nascar in the first hour and uh, hopefully we'll see you in a few weeks yeah we we will touch base or the the seat is always open for mm-hmm. you sounds good man Jeff Rolowski, you. thank you. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear some uh, NASCAR press conferences uh, from uh, Dover and get you caught up in the world of NASCAR. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda. This his Final Inspection with Steve Zockey, Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: We are going to continue with our media availabilities here at Dover International Speedway in advance of Sunday's Apache Warrior 400. Presented by Lucas Oil. We are joined by three drivers who are dancing around the cutoff line here as we get ready to advance to the round of 12 in the playoffs. We're joined by Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., driver of the number 17 Fastenal Ford, who is currently in the final playoff transfer spot for the next round. Austin Dillon, driver of the number three AAA Chevrolet, who is in 13th tied in points with Stenhouse Jr. but is out right now based on the tiebreaker. And Ryan Newman, the number 31 Wastemaster Chevrolet, who was one point behind Stenhouse and Dillon in the standings. Uh, gentlemen, I'm just going to go down the line here. We'll start with you, Ricky, and then go to Austin and Ryan. It's going to be quite the race within the race this Sunday. Um, can you give us an overview of your thoughts, the intensity behind that battle as we get ready to go into the next round?
1: Yeah, rewatching the race uh, from earlier this year, I thought, um, you know, all three of our cars were really fast. Uh, you can add the, the 1 and the 41 uh, and 5 in there as well. I felt like we all had really fast cars, so, uh, you know, it's going to be a battle. Um, you know, I think uh, there is some strategies you can play to maybe get some stage points, but you don't want to give up too much track position here. So, um, you know, it'll be a, a fine line of, of what your crew chief wants to do, but uh, it's going uh, to be a heck of a battle for sure.
0: Austin?
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a, a race within the race, but you've got to be smart um, um, throughout and make sure you're there at the end and put yourself in good positions. And i uh, looking forward to the challenge. You know, it's a, it's a little championship run here for, for all three of us this race. So um, one of us, I think, is obviously going to get the next round, so we've got to make it happen.
2: And Ryan? I think they said it perfectly.
0: All right, great. We'll open up to questions then. Raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll come up here to Claire in the front. Go to Claire, and then to Kelly, and then to Bob. Claire B. Lang, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Good answer, Ryan. Um, you know, you think about this being the cutoff race and how much is that at stake, but you guys all say you race your guts out, which you do every weekend. Anything different and more competitive here than would be anywhere else? I mean, obviously the cutoff is important, but you guys always race hard.
1: Well, I think I mean you got to race the track as well here at Dover. It's uh, it's tough. Um, the car's always on edge to be fast here, and uh, it's easy to make mistakes. Um, so you got to watch other people around you. Uh, you got to be able to you know get on and off pit road. Um, so there's a lot of things that uh, you got to pay attention to yourself, not just what you know uh, Austin and, and Ryan are doing. Um, you know, I mean heck who knows the 41 can go out and get stage points and, and all of us miss stage points. And then, uh, before the end of the race, you're talking about him as well. So, um, we just got to go out and do the best we can and, um, you know, really kind of keep your head down, uh, until after that second stage and then kind of see where things shake up and, uh, and then go for it after that.
0: We'll go to Kelly and then Bob. Oh, sorry. About
3: um, that. yeah, I think, uh, you know, it starts today from practice, uh, to qualifying and, Having a fast car definitely helps that, so it uh, makes the weekend a little easier. takes a little stress off of you um, going in after you start up front, and you can maybe get some quick stage points to start the race off. So uh, it's key to, to unload fast, I think.
2: Ryan? I couldn't agree with him more.
0: <laughs> we'll go to Kelly, Bob, and then Holly. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Ricky, uh, Brian Patty had said earlier this week that kind of after Chicago and after New Hampshire, when he looked at the points, he kind of thought that you would be, you guys would be further behind just based on especially Chicago, but he then got excited because he realized with the playoff points and everything like that, you guys are still in it. Um, did you kind of notice the points, and, and what was your reaction to being, I mean, you are still in it, you're, you're right there, but having those playoff points to kind of keep you in contention?
1: Yeah, after our perfor- poor performance at uh, Chicago, I thought we were kind of out of it, um, and then when I got done, um, you know, with issues some of the other cars had, um, you know, we were right there with within striking distance, and so, um, you know, we we didn't have a great Loudon, uh, but we managed to gain some points there, and uh, you know, that's what we got to keep doing is just kind of keep our head down and uh, fight to the end.
0: I'll go to Bob.
1: Uh, Bob Pocker, ESPN uh, for Austin and Ryan, uh, obviously. Uh, What Richard said last week about any potential anthem protests, Um, I'm curious, in light of that, has there been any team meetings at all or any discussion among the team about what the proper protocol is for your team uh, when the national anthem is played? I think Ryan said it perfect. (laughs) Perfect.
2: I was going to say that I was doing some deer hunting this week. I drove up to Maryland, and I passed a Greyhound bus, and I didn't see a single employee of RCRs or ECRs on it, so I think everything's fine.
0: We'll go to Holly. Holly Kane, I just wondered if one of you, a couple of you, all of you, could answer how much more difficult it is kind of knowing that where you need to be because the way the points are in terms of there being stage points distributed, it's a little bit harder to know perhaps where exactly I need to finish, how many points I need to get while you're out there running on the racetrack. How does that kind of complicate your day? Or do you just kind of say let's wait till the third stage and and see where we are there?
2: For me, just go as hard as you can. And, I mean, the points will take care of themselves. They did for the first 28 races or whatever. So, um, you know, you, you can think about that. But I don't think my sponsors necessarily want me to say, well, that was good enough. I mean, they want to stand in a victory lane. And, um, you know, for this weekend, we got to thank Waste Masters for jumping on board and sponsoring our race car. And hopefully, at the end of the day, the trash will be taken out and we can recycle.
3: There he is, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. talking before they get set for Dover tomorrow. That's going to do it here for the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 1057 FM. The Fan coming up next here on The Fan. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Deck Show built by Ozinga. Myself here getting you set for the first pitch between the Brewers and the Cardinals from Bush Stadium
2: 315 today. That's coming up next on the fan.